Welcome back in hour number three of Morning Drive. And when you put on CBS yesterday and you flipped on Channel 5 and you saw Andrew Catalan and James Lofton on the call for CBS, you should have realized you were in for a doozy. And I knew, boys, I'm telling you, the moment I saw Jim Wyatt tweet that Roger Saffold was the game day captain, I knew that this was not going to end well. Only in Sports Talk Radio get to have, do, do you get to have takes like that. I love it. Unbelievable. Love it. Uh, Completely just, irrelevant to the outcome of the game, but I love it. But think about this. like You, you are a $44 million whiff, and they said somebody came up with a great idea to say, well, you know what, let's have Roger Saffold be the captain today. Because he's played so well through five games mm-hmm. that he should lead us out. Why don't you lead us out onto the field, Big Raj? <laughs> <laughs> unimaginative, Big unproductive, Raj. uninspiring, I think should be unwatchable. Big, I think you should be Big Raj yeah, from now on. on. Big Raj. We got um, Big Raj and Taylor on the left side. We got God knows what on the right side. And then Taylor, you know, I mean, they, they just got to fix that whole thing. I mean, Taylor gets two false starts. I mean, oh my God. I mean, the offensive line is getting blown up left and right. Um, you know, here, here's the thing. And maybe, you know, y'all, y'all might think I need to get, you know, my head scanned. I, I mean, I think that normally. Yeah. So. I don't think. But for all I'm of looking us. At, yeah, but I'm looking at Roger Saffo. And uh, the money-wise, I don't blame him. I mean, I blame the Titans. I mean, they chose to give him that money, and he took it. It ain't like he said, hey, listen, guys, I'm not worth it right now. So maybe you want to give me $30 million instead of 40 million. Uh I take that. I just don't want you to overpay for me. No, who's going to say that? Um, so I don't blame her from that standpoint. <laughs> I don't want you to overpay exactly. for me. Can you, can you imagine? A, John, John Robinson goes, uh, John, uh, uh, Rod, hey, Big Raj, uh, we'd like to give you four years, $44 million. And Roger's like, I don't want you guys to overpay for me. I think you should probably offer me 36 <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, I'm not going to say that he's a total bust. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say he's been – a huge disappointment based on, you know, because everybody's expectation is, is is tied to how much money they're making. If he was a, you know, $3 million guard, then people would say, hey, listen, you get what you pay for, $3 million, and he's performing at a $3 million level. But he's not. He's a closer to a $10 million guy. I'm not going to completely say he's a bust, but he's been extremely disappointing. Um, up until now, um, they it's it's reminiscent to um, what the Titans did some years ago when they went out and got Sylvester Williams, and they paid him that money. Oh, that was and a, he that was, was a plus yeah, from the second they signed him. He was a huge disappointment. Well, he's been Saffold has been sort of in that mold, and that and and that contract for Williams was much smaller, like, exactly like two years, sixteen million, I think, something like that, eighteen million. And it's been a it's been a disappointment. And how do you then get out of that disappointment if you're the Tennessee Titans? Um, they can't. I think they continue to ride with him and hope that things get better. But I'm not going to sit if he continues to play this way. This season and then next season, he, it, nothing changed. And I'm going to say it was a huge bust. Right now, I'm going to say, Roger Saffo, you have been a huge disappointment based on what you did in your years with the, with the Rams. And, you know, you were on that Super Bowl team and you were one of the best guards in the National Football League. What you are now, 
um, is a huge disappointment. And if you think, Roger Saffo, you've been playing well, then you're sadly mistaken because you have not been playing well. If you're a true competitor, like I believe you are, Roger Saffo, then you will look in the mirror and say, I am not playing up to the level that they're paying me, and I need to get better somehow, some way. Don't point the fingers at no one else because we tried to point the finger at Taylor, said when Taylor comes back, you'll be better. You're not better. You need to get better. Can you get better? Yes, you can get better. But you have to in order for this team to move forward. So a lot of this lied directly on you. You're not a bust. I'm not saying you're a bust. But you have been a huge disappointment, uh, Roger Saffo. And Taylor, you've been a disappointment from the standpoint of getting penalties you shouldn't get, holding calls, stuff like that. You should be over that now, Being Taylor. suspended for four yeah, games? Suspend. You should be over that. You have been a disappointment too, Taylor. Not And Taylor... You're not a you're you still in my eyes, you still are one of the best left tackles in the National Football League. But for five games you've been a well, for two games you've been a disappointment. And you need to get better. Six one five seven three seven one oh two five. Joe is next on morning drive. Joe, you go ahead. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You know, I agree with Derek there, but another disappointment uh is the uh is the front office and the coaching staff and everybody on that he uh Tennessee Titans football team program. Look, Marcus Mariota was probably one of the best talents that came out of the draft, in my opinion, okay, and in some others. And we have totally that, – that, that franchise has totally destroyed this guy's career. They have not put the infrastructure around him uh, 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 structurally, like, like coaches-wise. They have gone out. They, they've reached for people and have just busted on it. So this and, – and, and I'm going to tell you one thing. The Titans are not going to make it to the playoffs this year. They're not going to go eight and two for the rest of the season under Ryan Tannehill. Not going <laughs> to. We're probably going to make maybe win six games, but that's it. Maybe less, and I'll be surprised if we do that. And all, and if I'm Amy Adams Strunk right now, I'm looking at John Robinson, and I'm going, "Why did we fire Malarkey? We had a quarterback that was doing well. We won a playoff game. Why did we fire him?" Why? I'll tell you why. Because we're stupid and we're reaching and we're wanting to go to win a Super Bowl without understanding that it takes time and development. It takes everything. It takes the infrastructure. It takes all of those things to build a good team, to take somebody like Marcus Mariota and develop him into a great quarterback instead of just changing stuff every year in and out because we don't like what we see. This is just a bad move on Malarkey. I mean, not Malarkey, on Vrabel. This is a bad move on Vrabel for sitting Mariota down. This is a bad move for John Robertson for firing Malarkey. And they have nobody to blame but themselves and not Mariota. And I'm going to tell you one other thing, and I'm going to get off. Bill Belichick will probably pick up Marcus Mariota. (laughs) And we will see. We will see how great. This guy really is, and what it what it will take, what it means to have great infrastructure and great coaching behind you. Can, can you imagine if Tom Brady announces his retirement in a year and a half, mm-hmm. and Marcus Mariota is named the starting quarterback for the oh, England yeah. Patriots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll win ten games a year with Marcus. Oh, no. They'll be right back to winning AFC East. Yeah, it, uh, that's either you know either one of those quarterbacks. I bet you prop both of them are probably saying, "Man, if I can only get to New England next I, year." I, it is important to understand 
that the the brokenness with which Marcus Mariota is playing right now is a is some of that a large part of it is on the organization. A large part of it's on the organization. He, he broke his leg against Jacksonville, and he has been. They have slowly and steadily eroded his ability ever since then. Some of that's on him. He's got to be mentally tougher. He's got to be more accurate. All the things that we talk about. But at the end of the day, he was a good player. He was a talented athlete. He was a productive winning quarterback in the NFL. And now he is broken. And some of that, a large part of that, is on the organization. 737-1025. AG is next on Morning Drive. What's up, AG? Yeah, but he was never a consistent, accurate thrower. And to hear and to hear everybody talking about an organization broke this quarterback is just sickening, though, because an NFL quarterback has to be resilient. That's one thing an NFL quarterback has to be. And also, everybody calling for the heads of different people. I mean, the offensive coordinator, I believe he probably need to be replaced, too. But with who? Can we start naming some names when we call for people's heads? And also, and also during progression, you're going to have some regression. And it just seems like a lot of radio personalities just reflect what the fans think. They're so reactive. It's just yeah. getting hard to listen to those ears. AJ, or AG, I'll tell you this. You're 100% right on all of these things. You cannot operate in a vacuum. Fire coaches, fire GMs, get rid of quarterbacks, get rid of offensive linemen. You cannot operate in a vacuum on any of those decisions. You have to have a plan in place. So he's absolutely right. If you're gonna if you're gonna fire the the head coach, you better have a head coach option that you think is better. And again, mostly talking about if you're John Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna fire the offensive line coach and you're Mike Vrabel, you better have an offensive line coach that you think is better ready to go. If you're gonna get rid of the quarterback, you better have a plan to replace the quarterback. Because right, you were built to win today. You have a defense that is one of the best in the NFL, and you went out and spent money on two specific positions because you thought you could win today. You're going to waste the defense if you do not have a plan in place for all of these different problems that we're talking about. So AG's 100% right. You can't just, oh, let's fire the offensive line coach. Now the three of us are going to sit here and say, well, we don't know who Mike Vrabel would go hire as the offensive line coach because I don't study offensive line coaches in the NFL. Yeah. I know Russ Grimm's pretty damn good. But like, it's just I, you have to have a plan in place. And, and that is a different discussion than who should start this week at right guard. Or who should start this week at quarterback? Those are different discussions. 615-737-1025. We'll come back, get more of your calls. This is Morning Drive, live here on a Monday. We're back after this on ESPN, 1025 Game. It is Morning Drive. We are live this morning from the wholesaling studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquise, 615-737-1025. Stick to sports, coming up in just about 25 minutes. Right now, your Titans calls. And we go back to Steve here on Morning Drive. Steve, what's going on? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good show. Thank you. Thank you. A, a lot of you callers call cover the topics I want to uh, cover, but yeah, you know, John's playing. I'm about sick of John. And Amy, that's her fault for, too for firing the playoff winning coach. Because if you put a quarterback in this offense this year, he'd be sack drunk too. <laughs> and I'm sick of the slogans, <laughs> the big team, strong team, physical team. Man, John just wanted exalting power. So he could run everything. You run the draft, and we go good to garbage. Now he's just throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks, man. And I'm trying to figure out where the accountability lies. You go to the playoffs, you get fired. You're, you're single-handedly destroyed a team, and you get your job and sip wine with the Bartolos in San Francisco. 
Steve, Steve, I think you should do like a late night show for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, welcome to 1025, the game. <laughs> Here's why J Rob sucks. I love his voice, uh, man. Yeah. Good. Um, listen, I, I, I don't. I think if you look at the body of work for John Robinson, and we've got a lot of time to do this, right? Like, we're going to do this for the next 10 weeks. Please help us. Pray for us. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, but I think if you look at the draft, and I was talking about this one with somebody on Twitter yesterday, I think if you're going to critique. John Robinson. Number one, you start with Vrabel, right? Mm -hmm. The the number one decision that you will evaluate John Robinson with is Mike Vrabel. The decision Mm -hmm. to move on from Mike Malarkey to Mike Vrabel. That's number one. Um, Number two is how do you build the roster? And from the day he took over a 2-14 team until today, this is the most talented roster I've seen for the Tennessee Titans in probably over a decade. Mm -hmm. So I think he has built the roster pretty well. There are individual decisions that are highly questionable. Roger Saffold... Um, it is obviously at the top of that list. I think Benny Logan mm-hmm. and Sylvester Williams, both on the defensive line, are huge questions. Malcolm Butler's turned into one of the better players on the defense. Mm-hmm. We were critical of that decision to give him big money last year at the start of the year. He, he's turned into one of the better players. Logan Ryan is a fantastic free agent signing. Kevin Byard and Jayon Brown are absolute steals in the draft. Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Jack Conklin have all been very pro- – Derrick Henry mm-hmm. have all been very productive – good quality pieces of this team so there are there's plenty of good when it comes to the draft and building his team I, I just the the offensive line has been where he has whiffed and he didn't draft Taylor Lewan. he did sign Ben Jones but that was a mm-hmm. stopgap because the team was garbage everybody he signed in the first year was Rashard Matthews was a good contract mm-hmm. they, they got value out of him so this to me comes to becomes about Vrabel if, if Vrabel can find a way to convince like to motivate his team out of this morass that they are in on offense, then then that's what we'll, we'll then evaluate John Robinson, right? It's no different than Philip Fulmer. We will evaluate Philip Fulmer based on what Jeremy Pruitt does. That, that's number one on, on Philip Fulmer's resume. We will evaluate John Robinson based on what Mike Vrabel does. And so in year one, we were very positive about Mike Vrabel. He overcame a lot of adversity and got his team to within a quarter of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This year? It's been, it hasn't happened. We have not seen – he's made bad decisions on field goals, on fourth downs in opponent's territory, and clearly he is not getting his team to play prepared football because they were not prepared yesterday. 737-1025 is the number. Let's go to Cedric, who's next on Morning Drive. What's up, Cedric? What's up, fellas? Um, I agree with you guys that John Robinson has done a decent job bringing in talent, but I think that's on the defensive side of the ball. I think John Robinson struggles to identify true playmakers on offense, whether it's offensive line, guys on the outside, uh, running back. I mean, Derrick Henry's had a, a good stretch, but, uh, you know, the only true playmaker that he's brought in has been DeMarco Murray. That's, that's really been a difference. I want to know who is the alpha male on that offense to get guys together. We, we hear leadership all the time, but I don't see – I mean, there, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't see a leader on that offense to hold guys accountable. Delaney. Um, and is the, I mean, is Delaney really a leader? I mean, I don't see him leading right now, and leaders lead when things are going bad. I, don't, I haven't heard anything from Delaney Walker other than him criticizing a couple of guys, and that's not really leadership to me. I, I don't. I don't see it on the field, I, and I, I want Derek to tell me that I'm wrong here. But you see the you see the leadership on the defensive side of the ball. You see those guys coming together. You see Logan Ryan's uh, uh, Logan Ryan. I'm sorry, 
Um, and, and, but you, you see that. I don't, I don't see that here. Now, as far as throwing out names for offensive coordinator, I, I said this back before. If, with the young team that we have, I know, I know Todd Haley's a jerk, but this team needs a jerk like that <laughs> to get those guys to play football. And in, in two or three years, four years, when, when they're coached up, yeah, that may wear thin. Go get somebody else. But this is a team that's undisciplined right now that lacks leadership on the offensive side of the ball. That's all I got, guys. Appreciate the call, Cedric. Um, call. Cedric, it, here, here's the problem with the, the offense and the defense. Um, and off, on the defensive side, I think it, 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 it's, it's not a problem. Um, defensively, guys think different. And then you, you got on the defensive side, you have three guys on that defensive side of football that have won Super Bowls, Malcolm Butler, Longer Ryan, and, and Wesley Whittier. Those three guys have won Super Bowls, and it might be a couple other guys that have won, but I think those are really the only three guys that have won a Super Bowl. So they can walk into that locker room, and they can say and, 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 and lead in a different way because they've been a part of winning teams. They've been a part of Super Bowl teams. So that those defensive guys look at those guys when things are – Things are sort of, you know, going going astray, or or it doesn't look as good. They look to those guys with leadership, and they look at them, and they listen intently, and they and they and they react because they believe in what they say. Because those guys have been to the pinnacle, and not only been there, they've won Super Bowls. That brings a lot. Either if you've been to one or won one, that brings a lot of cachet to a locker room. So those defensive guys look at Ryan and Wesley. And and Butler different. They when they say something, they like yes because they've been through it. On the offensive side of the ball, you have Roger Saffo, and he's not playing well. So who's going to listen to him? You got Taylor Lewan, but he's suspended. Who's going to listen to him? You got Delaney Walker. He's been to a Super Bowl, but they're not getting in the ball. And then he's been there a long time, so he's seen the ups and the downs. Are those young guys going to listen to him? And then you have the ultimate guy that has the ball in his hand every play, and he's mute. They don't have – they have guys that have the potential to be leaders on that offensive side of the ball. But at this point in time, no one's listening to him because no one's playing well on the offensive side of the ball. And this offense is sort of like – well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to upset anyone. You know, I don't want to say that the quarterback's playing back because I don't want to upset the quarterback. I don't want to say that the offensive line is garbage right because I don't want to. I don't really want to upset there, anyone. There's one guy that can do that. There's one guy that can go out there and do that. I and think it, I think Delaney's the one guy. Well, Delaney's is. I think Delaney's. On the offensive side of the ball. Earn that right. No, but Taylor Lewan is the one guy. No, who, he can't. But but and again, I think he's the one guy that. If you were not suspended for four games, letting your team down this year, you would be the one guy that could go out there. You are the most vocal member of this entire organization. You are the face of the entire organization. You're the one with all the extra stuff going on. You're the guy who, and frankly, he's the one who spoke the most yesterday in the locker room, and I give him credit. He he owned a lot of it yesterday. He owned his own play. He talked about the offense. He he did not shy away from any questions yesterday. He he took a lot of, of the blame on himself, and and, and rightly so. But but he is the most outspoken member of the offense. He's the largest personality. He gets paid the most money, and he's the and he plays a premier position. He should be the guy that is 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 playing that role. And I imagine he does on the practice field. There's no results right now to show for it. And frankly, he's the one making mistakes right now. So well, it's, and, it's and hard to be the leader when you don't when you're the one also making mistakes. There might lie the problem. Taylor Lewan is the face of this franchise, and that's what I was just just about to say. Here's the thing. 
offensive linemen, the organization wants you. The best offensive linemen or offensive line, what they do is they don't say anything. They just do their job. They don't want the spotlight. They don't want to be talking in front of cameras. They don't want any of that stuff. They just want to go out there and do their job and do it well. They don't care to be the face of a franchise. That's not what they're here for. They're here to be road graders. We're here to maul people. We're here to set a tone. We're here to have fun amongst all five of us, you know, eight of us, including the backup. We don't care about that other stuff. We don't want to be a face of of an organization. Bruce Matthews never wanted to be the face of an organization. John Runyon, B-Hop, you know, Zach, those guys didn't want to be the face of an organization. They just wanted to go out and maul people, destroy people, come back to the line of scrimmage and say, let's do it again. The mistake is that Taylor's the face of this organization, and that is completely wrong. I'm not saying Taylor's doing anything wrong because he's not. He's well, aside from getting suspended yeah, for four besides, games. If yeah. you're going to be a leader, you got to lead by you example. you got to lead by example. So. But the, the problem was when they made him the face of the organization. That's the problem. That they made him the face of the organization. 615-737-1025, the number. Stick to sports in just about 15 minutes. We will get one more segment of Titans calls when we come back. A couple of open lines for the first time in the show today. If you want to jump in, 737-1025. Back after this on Morning Drive. That is correct. Watching Titans football will drive you out of your mind. Because, you know, seeing zeros put up on a scoreboard is riveting a way to spend your Sunday afternoon. Three hours of your life that you'll never get back. Never trust a failed screen pass and a smile. Dude, your your description of yourself, like curled up in the fetal position with a blanket, yeah. like a blankie and a bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's like, how I watched the game. I, 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 yeah, I, I literally I almost put, I almost got on a Twitter machine and just was like, I, I would rather gargle sulfuric acid right now than watch this. That's mm-hmm. how bad it is. The wife looked at me. She goes, you okay? You feeling all right? I go... Yeah, and just watching Titans football. <laughs> that would put you in that. In that just a regular uh, Sunday. Yeah, yep. <laughs> All right, let's stick to sports. The world is a crazy place. Crazy sounding pretty good right now. Let's lighten the mood. After all that seriousness, <laughs> you're just going to crumple it up and throw it in the trash. Basically. And stick to sports. Now, on Morning Drive. All right, still, uh, D-May Stick to Sports is brought to you by... Good folks at Decorating Den Interior. Stick with the pros at Decorating Den. When you're ready to decorate your home, office, or outdoor spaces, request a complimentary appointment at decoratingden.com. Number one. All right, have you guys ever played like a prank on a friend? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a big prank? A long time ago, I guess. All right, so there was a prank pulled on a vegetarian and she calls the cops on her friends after this prank because her friends when she was drunk fed her chicken nuggets she's Uh. been a vegetarian for 10 years and her friends thought it would be funny to snapchat her eating chicken mcnuggets as she is drunk and obviously and then they were kind of mocking her doing fake crying yelling oh my god the chickens and (laughs) well here's what we have to do now we have to get we have to take d-mace out Get him drunk on Grand Marnier, go live on Periscope, and, feed him spam. and give him spam and hot dogs. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty bad. Like, and, then bad. The, and then the Snapchatting of the, right, the fake crying and then the yelling, oh my God, the chickens. So was it actually chicken or are they faking it and just trying to get her upset? 
Because that's the because the prank would be to fake it, right, and say, "Hey, yeah. we fed you the chicken McNuggets," but really it was just tofu. No, yeah. it wasn't really chicken. So it was <laughs> it wasn't really a prank. That's Y'all not really enough just... to call the police now. now that, that, see, yeah, that's the big that. question, though. Yeah. Is it enough for you to call the cops on your friends no. for feeding you chicken? You've been a vegetarian what, for ten years. What's the charge, exactly. officer? Force feeding me chicken. The officer shows up and goes, food, uh, "Guys, the, can you please be nice to well, each other?" Well, I think the charge was food tampering. Okay, that How sounds like it, tamper with I, the food. That right? sounds like it could be a thing, though. I don't know. That now, sounds like if, that sounds now, like the it's a problem. Thing. You could have ran it into. What if she was, you know, she had a reaction to the chicken, and it wasn't a positive reaction. Now, were these one hundred percent authentic chicken nuggets, exactly. or did they have rib meat? No, them? no, that's not probably Tyson. There's no such, Tyson. <laughs> Somebody show me the nugget on a chicken. Hold up a chicken and show me where the nugget is. It's just a piece of meat that you cut. It ain't there because it's not a real thing. Pack it down. There ain't no such thing as a real McNugget because it's a nugget. There ain't no damn nugget on a chicken. Is there? Is there? There's a thigh, a leg, a breast, a wing, (laughs) a neck, some gizzards. There ain't no nugget on that damn chicken. That is that is a good question. What what is the chick the chicken? I always say chicken McNugget. The chicken nugget part of the chicken. It's not real. That's what it is. That's good. Damn it. <laughs> Number two, chicken right. strips. D base, you got some fresh shoes on today, man. Oh, thank uh, you, you. got I some. You got it. some newspapers on there. What, yeah. what, what is that? So what Jordan, kind of Nike? I those said on? I like Jordan one. He doesn't wear anything but Jordan ones. You know they got. These little things on there. I don't know. It's either Louis Vuitton or Jordan 1s. So would you buy $1,400 of Jesus shoes? I just text you guys what the shoe looks like. They're called Jesus shoes, and they're made by Nike. They're Air Maxes. They actually include holy water from a priest that is on the sole, the bottom sole of the Nike shoe. They're they're actually really good-looking shoes. Don't be... A sucker. I wouldn't buy these shoes. You don't think they look nice? I mean, the shoe looked nice. I would wear them. They got holy water in them, man. But I wouldn't buy it. I don't, it I don't, even, I don't even need the holy water. water. Don't be a sucker. You don't think that's a good-looking shoe, though? No, no, that's not the debate. I, that's a fine-looking shoe. I like the but shoe. But if you're going to charge me extra because some holy water's yeah. in there, I'd like to know what the holy water's going to do for me. Exactly. And I'd like it in shoes blessed for free. Yeah, and I'd like it in writing, too. Yeah. If, if, if all of a sudden my life is going to have some good fortune because I'm wearing holy water on my feet... I'd like that in writing, sir. Are these shoes like the PF Flyers, like Benny the Jet Rodriguez wore in the Sandlot, where they can run higher and jump faster? <laughs> of course. Or run faster and jump faster. I don't know. Yeah, that's I didn't try these out. Like uh, Bow Wow fa- wore during his movie. Like, like, like Mike. Mike. Yeah, are they going to transform me into just like an awesome yeah. runner? I would like it in writing, what these, yeah. what the holy water will do for me. And if it doesn't deliver, I get my money back. That's Maybe all. that can help me be a starting quarterback for the Titans. I don't know. Yeah, right. Nothing, nothing can help you do that. Can Marcus line. wear these shoes? So instead of, you know, the Air Max getting sacked, he can just jump over the offensive exactly. line. Exactly. Can Marcus the wear Jesus these shoes, shoes or, are these or really, Tamar Hand? Are these really $2,200? Well, they starting at $2,200. Well, they're actually sold out now. And Some dummies yeah. actually America, bought these yes. shoes for America over, yeah, is done. the land of sheep. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, whoever bought these shoes for this price... Y'all dumb. I'm gonna say it right Look, now. Look, I'm not You're gonna dumb. lie though. I Bunch saw a pair of shoes this weekend. They're coming to America like Jordans. Mm-hmm. I guess the it's Giannis's shoe, but they're coming to America theme. They got like cheetah print mm-hmm. on the side of it. Sign me I, up. I'm 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 signing. I'm getting those. Cheetah James Earl Jones, baby. Thing. That's a new thing. Cheetah, well, it's not a new thing, but it's a a thing now. Cheetah print, leopard print. Okay. Everybody wear. Those are two different animals. I think. Yeah, I know. But this the print. But if I put them on, of a giraffe but guy. if I buy the Coming to America shoes, if I put them on, I want somebody in the background to sing the Soul Glow theme song yeah. from Coming to America. <laughs> that is one of the greatest movies ever made. It is. 
I don't know, man. Jesus shoes might do something for you. The Pope picked the Saints to win yesterday. They went into Jacksonville and won. Well, yeah, hey, I'm just saying. If you Storing per- that out. Hey, there. listen, purchase these shoes for me, and I'll wear them, and I'll let you know. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know what they do. Here's three grand. <laughs> yeah. What do I get in return? What you got for me? Body of Christ, body of Christ, body of Christ. All right. So a high school coach was caught on camera stealing money from his players' wallets. Oh, <laughs> now, this coach, basically the 42-year-old coach, was arrested because the camera was caught on him grabbing money from the school's locker room. Now, mind you, if you're a coach and you're going to steal money, at least be a winning coach and steal money. It, this team is 1-6 of the season. He lost 54-14 to 14 to a team. Well, that's why he's probably stealing the money. Y'all owe me. <laughs> that <laughs> is terrible. So <laughs> Don't you ever say that again. That is terrible. A, a grown ass man who steals money no, from right. kids is about just as low a grown as it gets. Man stealing money. Somebody stealing money from somebody else. Period. It, is just it is, bad. But it's even lower when they're your yeah. children. Like they're your kids that you are responsible exactly. for coaching. That is as low as it gets. It, Ryan and Ryan. You can ask Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf cleaned his life up because he was stealing pills from his own players, man. and he went to prison for it. And that's what fixed him. He was like, oh. That's as bo- that's as bad as it gets. I need to fix myself, Man. and he fixed himself. Now, well, I know it, it doesn't cost a lot, probably, to be a high school coach in it New Mexico. Much, but, it doesn't pay you much. But I mean, you don't have to steal money. Your players probably don't even have that much money to steal. Exactly. They barely got money at all, and you taking what they got. Pay what you owe. <laughs> pay what you owe. Oh my God. That's basically what he's saying. Pay what you owe. How much did he steal? Did he say? No, I didn't say how much he stole, but. Uh, I can imagine, Good riddance, man. That, that's that's as low as it gets. Yeah, dude. but I mean, if you're a losing coach, especially, but any coach, no, no, no. coach should steal. No coach. I'm sort of losing doesn't matter. But the losing makes it a lot worse. Like, not only are you losing, but you're stealing money from your players who probably don't have all that money to begin with. No, what it sounds like is he's stealing money from his player, administration. What if that player owed him money? Oh my God! Ah, stop. Plot twist. Ah, what are you talking twist. about? Ponzi schemes. Ah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, what, if, what if what if one of his players would have took taken his own uh, squad plus seven exactly. and a half against Absolutely. the spread? Yeah, he didn't cover. He had to pay it up. <laughs> maybe what you owe. Hey, maybe some people set lines in high school football. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. saying. Yeah. Hey, maybe Mike Ray should do that to uh, Saffold. <laughs> <laughs> just go in the locker room today. <laughs> like you look at Saffold's pockets and be like, "Hey, man, pay what you owe. Pay what you owe. Give me my money back." There you go. Is that it? We done? Yeah, that's it. We got to go to Dare. Can we go home now? No. We still got one more hour to go? We got to finish talking about Titans. Oh, we got to get our prayer talk here, too. All right. Yeah, we'll actually deviate from the Titans for about a good 10 minutes. We will get to our buddy Darren McFarland. We'll talk about the Preds. They actually played on Saturday night, and they, they scored. I mean, they, they they couldn't stop anybody, but they, they scored. But that's the theme. But it, that's right? that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll kick around a little Preds talk, and then we'll get back to the Titans in the final hour. Stay there. It's morning drive.